Welcome everyone to the One More Game Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, aka Darcy, and with me is the California Thirst Quencher, Pete Legia. Pete, how you doing, man? It's celebration day, baby. One year anniversary for the One More Game Podcast. As you can see with Jeremy's hat, I am much less festive, but I do have my fear of the madness. We're rocking, we're rocking the Randy Savage, the Macho Man. Oh yeah. Ooh, we're yeah. ready to go. Uh, I already, found, I already finished top. my beer. I already finished my libation. I would have another one, but I do want to go work out after this. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to pass, but that's okay because Jeremy, he's got my back. He's got his own. I got he, my he's got own. His own alcoholic beverage. His- Shout out to um, Pig's Mind Brewing Company in McChesney Park, Illinois for their mm. uh, hip. Happy Days, that's what it was called. But it is a blueberry mm. festive uh, I, uh, so, beer that they make. So I don't know if I've told you this. Um, I went to, uh, recently I went to a uh, uh, grocery store. Shit, I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, anyway, I went to a place, uh, a national chain, but they had uh, Stone Cold IPA because okay. Elsa Goodno is around the area and that's their brewery. So I had one. It was garbage. It was like water. Really? <laughs> it was not good. I did not <laughs> like it. Did not care for it in the slightest. I do feel uh, kind of bad now because you went local brewery and I went Stella Artois. So uh, I went a little more like uh, national and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, other than that, uh, you know, the, the the beer was good. The show, well, we'll get to the show, but it was at least fun hanging out with chat. It was fun hanging out with you. So, you know, pretty good time. Pretty good time. Yeah, and we will get to that show, of course, all of the things that came out of that and just in general, our thoughts. And, of course, celebrating the one-year anniversary of the One More Game podcast all here up next. But as always, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in here to the One More Game podcast. This is a podcast that is centered around making sure you're informed about all the video game news happening around the world. Whether it's Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, or PC, if there's news that you need to know about, we'll make sure that you know about it. When you're listening to this on your podcast service, make sure you hit the subscribe button or the follow button, depending on what your service offers. And if your podcast service allows reviews, please leave a five-star review and tell everyone why you love the One More Game podcast, because we really enjoy bringing this to you each and every Friday. You guys are here witnessing this live in the recording, but we always post this on Fridays for our podcast services. If you'd like to be part of the show by asking a question or suggesting a topic for discussion, head on over to pressstartnews.net slash one more game and fill out the submission form and your submission could be used on the next episode or in this now and in the future. Hit some uh, questions over in the chat box. I don't remember which direction I need to point, uh, but wherever the chat is go put some things in there and we could potentially reference it or bring it up here in the discussion but if this is your first time to the podcast welcome to the podcast i hope you enjoy your listen and i hope you enjoy your stay if you are returning you already know what it is we start off every single podcast talking about what we've been playing lately so pete what have you been playing lately so i bought and downloaded soldiers from fanatical using your affiliate affiliate link so mm-hmm. I hope you got a little bit of kickback on that. Um, and it's been fun. It's a Metroidvania game. We talked about it last week. That was most uh, where most of my time went this week. Uh, I didn't get a whole lot of playing time. Uh, hopefully that'll change at least for the next week a little bit because um, the way my hours work out at my job. So I'll be able to play a few things. I do plan on playing Persona Golden. I'm kind of bummed out. I kind of forgot about Meteor World Actor Badge and Dagger. I have the 
uh, demo downloaded. I wanted to try that out. So hopefully I still get a chance to. We'll find out about that. But I got a couple things lined up. I definitely want to give a shot. Uh, but uh, I talked about Soldiers last week. Uh, I've downloaded it now. Nice to know how you can save the game. That's a little bit more helpful, <laughs> better than it was last week. Uh, and yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. If you like Metroidvania games, you'll probably like this. I wouldn't say there's anything ju- like unique about it so far or jarring about it that I would say like, hey, this is something you got to try. But I mean, it's a fun game. So if you're looking for a new Metroidvania game, you know, give it a shot. That's cool to have. Now, the fact that you did know that how to save it this time obviously changes things. And you're going to hear typing in the background because I realized I told you that I had posted uh, about the podcast going live. And then apparently I never hit send. So we don't have way that to up. go. Uh, <laughs> but I have I am I am doing it right now and just hit post. So. Let's yeah, let's see if that knows. goes through. Yeah, now it goes through. Hey, we're still working everyone. out the kinks. Along yeah, with all exactly. the other things we're celebrating, time. this is our first live. This is our first podcast we're airing live on YouTube. So oh, I did hit post, up. but it was not loading up for me. Okay, oh, so I was about we double to say, dipped. I thought I sent. I thought I don't know what I linked then because uh, Facebook and Twitter. I like retweeted. <laughs> well, there <laughs> the you go. And on button. my on my end, I was having your uh, summer game fest issues. I, it was not showing that there, so I was like, oh, I guess <laughs> I didn't hit live. <laughs> so, uh, womp womp, womp womp. But anyway, um, so. Going back real quick, because I don't remember if you actually answered my question. Uh, so now that you know how to save, um, does has things felt a little bit different when it comes to the game? Feeling like now knowing that you actually can stop when you need to versus where you were feeling in the demo, as you said, you're like, oh, I didn't know how to save. So I just kind of was like, oh, hope I don't die. Yeah, it's definitely a little different. I got a lot deeper, so I felt like I used a few more of the game mechanics, which was kind of cool. I uh, leveled up my character a little bit. I got a couple of things, like I got my uh, character and abil- like a fire abilities. Uh, so now it like ma- like made my character like I picked uh, the uh, scout again, which was just like the generic like soldier dude with a sword and shield. Um, but uh, the character gets to swing a sword now, but it like it does. Um, it, uh, it's like fire enhanced so like there's a couple of uh, areas that are blocked by spider webs that you can't normally destroy but now that my my character has fire attacks it burns the webs so I got some a few more secret extra areas I guess that's the thing that's probably the newest thing to, to me now there's a lot of in if you don't like this part of it it's probably something you should avoid in terms of soldiers you should probably just avoid the game then there's a lot of backtracking through like oh hey there's this uh like uh there's this one part where you get bombs that blow up like weak walls and then you'll when the game starts you'll go through areas that have like weaker walls and stuff like that but you can't do anything about so you got to backtrack now the save points they have several of these throughout the game also give you uh fast travel so you could like teleport between save points so like it's not like you have to like go back over all over again through the entire level to like go back to the start. You just kind of like jump between save points, but there is still a little bit like, hey, I did this whole area and now there's like a small little spot that I missed because, you know, I could my character couldn't get there before and now I can't reach it. And that part's kind of, I'm not gonna say it's like my favorite part, especially when you do it like several times in a row. But uh, 
in general, they're, uh, I've enjoyed it. Um, it's been a nice little kind of like, especially with the save points, it's like kind of one of those games where I feel like I could pick up for like 20, 30 minutes and then just kind of put down and then come back to it later. So that part's been kind of cool. Well, that's good. I, uh, for those that are watching on uh, youtube.com slash press start 28, uh, I spilled my drink already. So I had to go. Get <laughs> Man, have you cook. been drinking too much? Are you sure that that was the uh, only one? Did you, have, did you have like an Irish mocha? Like you have some whiskey in that mocha earlier? It's one of those, it's one of those things where you, you know, you think that your desk is larger than it is when you start trying to do a bunch of things <laughs> yeah. at once. And uh, yep. yeah, as I was trying to reach over and grab something, I, I quickly knocked it over. Uh, so yeah, I had to go grab a, a towel to pick that oh, up. But it's live. Uh, Anything that can happen will happen on live TV. Exactly, and that's why we just roll with the punches. Uh, for myself, mm-hmm. I played a bunch of different games. As always, I feel like every episode I'm saying that uh, because, as I told you before, I've kind of been in this funk lately where I I feel like I want to play a specific game, but I don't own said game, uh, and then of course from there. It just leads me to going, well, maybe this game will scratch the itch. Maybe this game will scratch the itch. So this week I played um, Evil Dead, the game, which was a lot of fun. I had a blast uh, in I played the tutorial and I've played one of the like missions, basically, that you can unlock extra um, like skins with. Uh, And then I played one actual match and we got really far in that actual match we got actually really close to completing and winning uh before we finally died as we were um trying to take out the like i don't even remember what they're called but they basically look like the hooded figures from harry potter uh um, yeah. but we we're like in the process of taking them down and we finally died I played that for a little bit. Uh, I played some Deathloop this week. Uh, enjoyed what I played of Deathloop. Deathloop, if uh, many may remember, I loved that game. Uh, like when it was announced, was really looking forward to it. I bought it uh, shortly after it came out. Uh, got it actually for like eight dollars or something like that, and oh. um, just hadn't actually opened it. It was still in the plastic wrap. So then this week, because like I said, I was in this funk. I popped it in, played a little bit of it, uh, and that was kind of it. It's been a very busy week for me, so I didn't I didn't get a whole lot of extra gaming in. But um, those were the the two big ones. I went to go play a little bit of Ghostwire Tokyo, another one that I was really excited for, but didn't pick up. Um, but I did not get a chance to actually dive into it too much. So we'll see my thoughts on that when I get. Any of those get close to scratching the itch that you were mentioning? I I would say Evil Dead, the game, got closer to scratching the itch than anything. Um, It's so like the game that I I've been wanting to pick up for quite a while now. And it started it started with us talking about our under underappreciated games has actually been Resonance of Fate. And there's a a 4K HD remaster, and I have been wanting to get it, but I have so many games that I haven't, one, played, and two, um, there's been opportunities where that game was on sale and I didn't pick it up. And so, like, part of me wants to go buy it, but also part of me is like, just wait till it goes on sale again. But it hasn't gone on sale since I talked about it, and so it's been very tough. (laughs) I just cannot decide what I want to play 
for that reason so it's we'll get to it eventually we'll get to something and something will catch my attention that i'll stick around long enough to to fully finish and it's not to say the games i've been playing aren't good i like the games that i've been playing but it's just like with anything when like you play something you're like okay i'm enjoying this but it's not quite what i want that's what happens and i'm like okay well like what am i in the mood for and i switch and it's like oh that's not quite it either you know Mm -hmm. so we'll we'll go from there but we've been talking about what we've been playing lately for quite a bit um so it's time to move on to our next topic and our topics of the show so those that we have here for the podcast this is normally where i would list off a bunch of things but because one it is the one year anniversary of the one more game podcast and two today was summer game fest we have only two topics to talk about and that is recapping our thoughts and discussions around summer game fest and what we just saw as well as reminiscing about the one year anniversary of the one more game podcast and those that are watching here on youtube.com slash press start 28 are seeing me wear this uh really awesome blue first birthday hat as well as having balloons <laughs> in the background so those that are we listening on the out. podcast go check that out yeah i did go all out i was gonna get more but i decided uh this was enough money spent already so <laughs> i'm not gonna I'm not gonna go for more after that but pete we just got through watching Summer Game Fest kick off live over on the official Summer Game Fest account. And I'm not going to precurse this with anything to get so I can get your truest thoughts that you can bring to me. But after you saw what just put, took place, how do you feel that went? If you could sum it up in a sentence or a few words first and then go into detail what would you say um if i could sum it up in a sentence it would the sentence would be uh, jeff Keeley didn't lie <laughs> um yeah he he mentioned uh uh he mentioned recently uh curtail your expectations and uh if you were expecting something massive something major unless one of these games that were shown or something you were really into and really looking forward to you're probably kind of whelmed um, with this one. We uh, gave our scores of like our hype levels when we started. I saw some chat. What up, Calwu? Good to see you. Cobalt, see you in chat. Thanks for coming over. Uh, so we um, we uh, gave our scores. Uh, I gave it. We gave it kind of a similar score. It was like six, six point five. Um, I saw we saw in chat during our live stream or our co-stream of the event. Uh, uh, we saw some threes, we saw some ones, saw some zeros. So there's no way they could be let down because they had zero expectations. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if even some of the people that said zero were kind of let down. Um, I think that there were things that I liked. There were some things that I was interested in, but overall, like if uh, we say, I, I wouldn't say I was um, underwhelmed. I would say it's kind of close to the score I gave it. I would say that overall it's probably like a 4, 4.5 out of 10, and I gave it like a 6 was my hype rating. Uh, uh, I will say that I still had a lot of fun hanging out with y'all, so that part was cool. But, yeah, in terms of uh, the actual broadcast itself, I was kind of, I was kind of, eh. I was like, yeah, there's some things here that I like, but there was nothing. Like, if we're talking about, like, uh, comparing it to the the – state of play that sony put on last week that we talked about like that was like 
a 10. We gave that a 10. Like that one was an all-timer for state of play when keeping it on the expectation of the state of play. And we could talk about expectations for the summer game fest itself when it's trying to replace E3. Um, you're always going to have like, hey, this thing is going to replace this other thing that's always massively hyped. Even if it's underwhelming in recent years or recent times that it's had it, at one time it was like one of the highest things that like people are like, oh, video games? Oh, it's summer. Ah, oh, E3. Let's go. Um, uh, like it, it, it was kind of whelming. I was not, I was not super impressed. Like I said, I think out of four out of 10, I'd give this a four. So it's still, even though I feel, felt like I tempered my expectations, um, you could argue I didn't temper them enough. I would definitely say I'm on that same scale you said at the end. Um, I had tempered my expectations as much as I could ahead of time because of what Jeff Keighley said. And I said, you know, I think I said going into it that I was like uh, trying to hold it at like a 6, 6.5 as you kind of talked about. And then as the show went on, I think it was like, fairly early in the show i think it was like half an hour in or maybe 40 minutes in i made a mention where i was like is it weird that like i'm not really into this right now and and i remember us kind of like having this like small debate about it you know and i was like oh it could just very well be i think that there's like a lot of stopping points in the middle of the show or there's like too much discussion or it could just be that the games themselves are not uh grabbing my attention but as it continued, that continued to be the same thing. It continued to just be this feeling of, I'm not really feeling this. And and I feel like that is where I maybe didn't temper my expectations enough to get a sense of what's going on. Because even the games that they showed off, um, like the big games, so like using like Gotham Knights, uh, Saints Row, uh, Midnight Suns, none of those really got me excited either it wasn't like they showed off some really compelling gameplay or a significant portion of something to really grab your attention there were some release dates in there as well but just not not anything that made me go oh wow right i don't think i ever said that throughout the show besides the one moment with the Callisto Protocols uh, demo where it was just you know, the, yeah. the the main character getting put into a grinder, basically. It was like, oh, God, you know, but other than he that, I don't, got his meat grinded I don't sure. recall like really saying that. And and then the kickoff there, the, the go home effect. You said in last week's episode that the lasting image is what stands out the most and so you really need to make sure that you you nail that lasting image the man it was the last of us part one but i feel like so let me just say this part real quick the thing that was eliminated or that was leaked ahead of time was just was that it was the last of us part one remake okay um so like i was hoping that wouldn't be the ending thing and it was but even if it wasn't the last thing or if even if it didn't leak excuse me the way that they rolled out that final part felt so underwhelming it didn't feel like a 
oh man, we got to like talk about this. And I feel like part of that was conveyed because it did leak early. Jeff Keeley and uh, Nick uh, Druckmann, the co-president of Naughty Dog, made mention of it, said, hey, let's talk about this thing that was, that's been talked about on Twitter earlier. And it's, you guys are making The Last of Us Part 1 remake. And it's like, why... Why even make mention of that? Like, you should still make it, like, try to be hype or something, and it wasn't there. They didn't deliver some a, a feeling of finality to the show. I think it was in our chat, uh, Our uh, one of our friends, Ronnie, said, well, that felt abrupt. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. It was just it, like kind of like they just stood there, and it's like, okay, bye. We're like, oh, I... <laughs> yeah. So, like, I would give it... I hate being this stingy cynical. Uh, and on things. Yes, and cynical, as you said. But I would give it like a two or a three. Sure. Like, and, and, and it sucks to have that because I feel like I've said it before at most, uh, most showcases that even a middling showcase can be like a five, right? And it, and and that's just all you got to do is show off some some good games, some games that catch your attention, and it's like cool. And they did; they showed off some cool games that I was just that I was like, oh, this looks interesting, this looks interesting. But there wasn't enough moments that made me go, oh, I want to check this out. Right? There was, oh, that looks interesting, but not, man, I want to check that out. I'll keep my eye on that game, and that's how I just felt overall throughout the the showcase. Yeah. So a couple of uh. Uh, a couple of things. Um, one, I think the biggest issue is uh, we didn't really have any like major reveals that we didn't know about. I guess The Last of Us One remake uh, for PS5, which, uh, in my opinion, um, so if you're used to the original Last of Us style, maybe or like you like kind of like the more like comic looking art, maybe it's like I thought it looked stunning personally. I thought it looked stunning. I thought it looked really good, Great. but um, that. But um, uh, it it didn't feel like it. It felt very disjointed. Everything they were showing, like you said, there was a lot of stopping and going because they had so many interviews. So I, again, we we can't really compare it to a state of play, but uh, necessarily because they're separate things. It's like we were talking to like I remember in a different podcast that we did, state of play uh, versus Nintendo Direct. You know, they're not the same thing. It's Sony showcases closer to what Nintendo Direct is. But that state of play last week, it was 2835 is uh, what the YouTube, that was what I was searching, uh, typing, you heard me earlier. Uh, the state of play uh, 2835 was the duration. That did not feel like 30 minutes watching that, like at all. Like, it, it's like when you go into a movie theater and you know a movie's, two, a movie's two hours long, you come out and you're just like, wow, that felt like it went by really quick. Or if you're watching a wrestling event, and it's like it's like a two and a half, three hour pay-per-view and you get done. I'm like, man, that didn't feel like at any time at all. This felt every bit of like the one hour, 15 minutes that the whole thing was. So I and I got before we continue, I got to ask you, because uh, Kyle brought up a uh, point that kind of interested me. You knew about the spoil. Did was it just The Last of Us One remake or was it the um, uh, did they also spoil that they were making? I guess they already they already revealed that they were making a uh tv series about it right that correct they had news. they had already okay. revealed that a while ago yeah and so like a lot of that and kyle in our youtube chat brought up a value a valid point like a lot of that was talking about 
that. It wasn't even talking about a video game. It was talking about things that we already knew about. And I feel like even if, like you said, like, hey, there's not going to be a lot of, like, world premieres like are a lot of like new content like the new content they showed was just like we're gonna stick world premiere on this because we're showing like 30 extra seconds of con it's like going it's like going to the uh direct it's like getting a director's uh cut version of a game or movie that's like uh adds like 30 or 40 seconds of missing content that wasn't on there and it's just like okay i'm not really interested in this i want something new something new to grab on um, a lot of the stuff they were talking about was like stuff we already knew about. Um, and it kind of like some of it was cool, like it was interesting, but it was like uh, last week uh, or the week before when we were going over our uh, we were going over the game, upcoming game releases, the new releases. And we were talking about like a lot of these were like, huh, that's interesting. I'm never going to play that. Huh, that's interesting. I'm never going to play that. And that's kind of a lot uh, watching a lot of this. I kind of felt like, huh, that's really interesting. Oh, that's really interesting. Oh, that's really interesting. And then like immediately when it's off, it's like, okay, I don't really care about this necessarily anymore. And I feel like I'm talking a lot more critically now, even though I gave it like a four, because I still think a lot of stuff was interesting. Like we were just, like I was just saying, but like a lot of it was also just like, oh, that's cool. Let's move on to the next thing. Like, now, it's do you just, feel, it, do you feel it was, you're being more critical on it because you're thinking about it more? Or is it going back to your tweet that you put out on Twitter, which you can go follow Pete uh, at plegia 89 but you made a mention in a thread that i had kind of started that mm -hmm. that basically jeff Keeley wants summer game fest to essentially replace e3 but mm -hmm. summer game fest he wants it to be more like his summer slam like it's supposed to be like a, a still a premiere event but it's not quite the premier the event. premiere event of wrestlemania using type yeah. of thing his or his in his version game awards do you feel like that is starting to trickle into your head too is that the fact that this was supposed to in a sense not trying to say it actually is but in a sense trying to replace e3 and this is what we got delivered to us yeah and so i think there's a little bit of that but I, we also got to remember e3's kind of been like underwhelming kind of in recent uh, developments too uh partly because like uh, some developers have pulled out because they think it's just not worth it they'll just do their own thing but uh i don't think that's the only reason i think part of it is also like i'm just like i'm hearing your opinions i'm seeing some of the opinions in our youtube chat and just kind of like thinking it over like you know like yeah the things were cool but it's kind of like a yeah but kind of instance mm -hmm. uh but yeah like so we were talking we talked we dabbled a little bit a few minutes ago about um expectations and like you were saying like uh jeff Keeley wants uh, it's pretty clear i think i mean he's not come outright said it but i think it's pretty clear if he had the opportunity he would supplant e3 with summer games fest i, I think that's pretty clear i think we can agree with that oh, Which, yeah. you know if, I, if that's what he wants to do fine like i'm not like begrudging him for it even though i li really like e3 and i prefer it stick around uh but like for a lot of years e3 was like a lot like anybody that was like above the level of casual gamer and even casual gamers were like locked in on like news like even if they weren't like so uh this happens in anime conventions um where like uh, even if you're not like super into anime like you might see stuff trickle on 
uh, media during certain times of the year. Fourth of July weekend with Anime Expo is like one of the biggest ones of the year. Uh, late May is usually Anime Central. I don't in Chicago. I don't know if that's happening in the, this year uh, at the same time or this happened this last year. Uh, Acon, Acon in uh, the DC area, I believe, is one of them too. Like you'll just randomly hear like a bunch of announcements of like, oh, this manga is getting translated. Oh, this light novel is coming over here. Oh, these animes are going to release on Crunchyroll in fall or winter or whatever during those seasons. And so like even if you weren't like above the level of casual fan, you probably heard like, oh man, this new game's coming out on, uh, uh, and you heard it directly from E3, even if you heard it through a pipeline of something else, you know. And uh, that was a, th- a thing that happened. And I don't feel like anybody that was like not sort of aware of video games is like going to be like looking at this this particular stream, not necessarily other streams, because like we talked about State of Play was technically part of the Summer Games Fest. This is just like the kickoff show, basically. But the kickoff show itself, which you would think is kind of like the premier event. And maybe that's the problem. Now, now I'm kind of talking about it a little bit. I'm kind of like, I guess, kind of reasoning myself with this at this point. Like, maybe that's a problem. Like, we're looking at this as the kickoff show should be, like, the main event. And the kickoff show maybe is just like, hey, we're kind of, like, promoting all these other little developer things, and they're going to show their cool stuff, like Sony did with the State of Play. We got the Xbox Bethesda on Sunday. You're going to co-stream a few things in the next several days, things like that. I'm not saying that's the right way to go about it, but maybe that's what it kind of is supposed to be. But if they're going to do that, they have to find a format to make that obvious because the way they promoted this Summer Games Fest kickoff show is you would think it is kind of like a big reveal show in terms of like, oh, this maybe not brand new video games, but at least new content, which I mean, we got some new content from the Callisto Protocol. We got some other new content from a couple other things. But like it didn't feel like anything that was just like it didn't feel like, you know, Final Fantasy 16. I mean, we got uh, Street... uh, confirmation of one of the characters that was leaked for street fighter six which confirms like maybe that leak is actually super legit now which we all kind of thought but you know that kind of thing but it's like you know a lot of the stuff is just like uh if you're promote if your object if your uh, object is to promote streams of other groups then you have to do a better job of that because that didn't do this didn't do a good job of that either so Agreed. like what what are we what are we doing here if that's the case like what what is the point basically what is the Jeff Keighley, what is the point of the Summer Game Fest kickoff show? And then how do you build to make that uh, make it work to do that goal? It's essentially what it does. It feels very disjointed in that regard. So before I go into my thoughts, let me give you kind of a hypothetical situation or basically a situation for you to kind of give your your input. As you said that you felt um, if you're maybe the kickoff live show was supposed to be this show that helps with getting the other events more looks right as you said like the other events have their bigger things how would you do that without trying to overhype your own event because he has established summer game fest again trying to in a sense take over e3 but like, do you? Does that mean you have the kickoff show be like something very small, and you really make it very small? Because two hours to kind of show not yeah. much was is rough. Uh, so what I would do is first off, it would be the first thing that everybody sees. It would be like I would probably try to keep it under an hour, 
are, are around a, uh, at most an hour. I would have it before anything else airs. So you would uh, get whatever developers are saying, like, hey, we're going to put the Summer Game Fest logo on our thing as well. You can be a part of it. It'd be the first thing. And then you spend like five or six minutes maybe on some trailers or stuff like that for like PlayStation or Sony. And then be like, hey, on uh, June 2nd, Sony's going to do their state of play. You know, you're going to see a lot more. You're going to see some of this stuff and a lot more other stuff being revealed. You know, then you go like another 10 minutes of like Xbox Bethesda or whatever and be like, hey, you know, Sunday, June 11th or, or June 12th or whatever the date is, Xbox Bethesda stream is this day. All right. Now, if you somehow got Nintendo show like they did a, basically a switch recap, essentially show that and then be like, all right, we got more reveals on the Nintendo Direct and you kind of do that. And I think if you do that because uh, you do that, because then you have like six, seven things where like, bam, you're getting thrown this, bam, you're getting thrown that, bam, you're getting thrown that. And uh, then you could like do like a sit down interview with some of these things, because then like if you want to break it up, like say you do like two or three of these things at the beginning and then like halfway through, like, all right, we're going to talk about Last of Us. This is this is going to be the Last of Us show. So we do like a 15 minute thing on The Last of Us and then you finish out with like, you know, a couple other like developers that you're having, you know, naughty or maybe you would go from Last of Us into like a Naughty Dog new thing and then like finish off with like, you know, uh, Acta Blizzard or something like Activision Blizzard or EA throwing like their thing and then be like, hey, these two have their developer thing like, you know, on these things and then you but you got to promote that stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely not the way to do it. Cause like you said, this made it, they were making this feel like this was like the show that you had to see out of all of them. Uh, like it, it felt like it was supposed to be like the opening ceremony. It feels like it should be the opening ceremony of like a convention. And it felt like this was supposed to be like, you know, the Saturday night main event that everybody was supposed to go see. If you like had like a bought, like a major pass for like the convention. And yeah. I don't think it delivered on that regard. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think it's a it's a hard balance as Kyle is bringing up in the chat, you know, uh, you know, people don't watch and skip out. Right. You want to try to get that kind of mindset in there. But I agree with you. If this was before state of play, I maybe am not as upset with how things were with Uh the showing. But again, you let state of play go before you. You already build state of play as a summer game show it literally opened up with a title card in the state of play that says hey you like a summer game fest thing it was in the corner of playstation stream so it's not even like it was in previous years where this did happen where summer game fest would be like hey this is a summer game fest event but if you watched the stream of said company so using ubisoft because ubisoft forward event was the one that it really stuck out if you went to a ubisoft stream you had no idea that this was a summer game fest event because ubisoft stream had nothing to indicate that it was a summer game fest event but if you went to Summer Game Fest's uh, YouTube, or of course in this case the Game Awards YouTube, they would have Summer Game Fest like all splattered about. State of Play actually put Summer Game Fest in there, making it clear this yes. is a Summer Game Fest event. Why let that go first if this is the kickoff show? Yes. This literally is labeled as kickoff show. And that's my my biggest problem with it i also understand that you have this issue right where if you don't 
tease enough for people to check out. They're not going to check out the kickoff show. But I agree with you. The way that kind of you described it is I really feel the kickoff show should be like some announcements here and there. Maybe nothing major mm-hmm. except for like the very end of the kickoff show could be something ma- major. But you got to keep it under an hour. I think the sweet spot is half an hour to 45 minutes. It's the kickoff show. If you want yeah, it to be kickoff, the kickoff show, kickoff show yeah. exactly. Make it make it really short. Don't make it this two-hour event where it felt like it was just full of fluff. And, yeah, and, if, and even with them setting expectations this year, it just still felt full of fluff. <laughs> yeah, it felt like they were just trying to fill time. And going back to like um, what our YouTube chat uh, is saying, um, like if if you want if he want if Jeff Keeley wants people to watch this show and like actually watch it as like its own thing and not like just a kickoff show, he's gonna have to do something different because if he, this is what people are supposed to expect, they're gonna they're not gonna watch it anyway. <laughs> like what are they gonna show yeah. up for? Like cool, I'll watch like a bunch of this stuff that I don't really care about and or was already announced and it's not like adding anything new except maybe like an extra fifteen seconds of the trailer. Like okay, cool, fine. Like, you know, the Callisto Protocol uh, gameplay was, like, interesting, like we were saying. But, like, you know, you could probably find that on YouTube if you were really that interested and, like, watch that five minutes of it or three minutes or whatever they showed. Well, let's get into this game game thing anyway. Let's get into this next topic that I kind of wanted to discuss, which is we're going to start off with the bad and then end with the good, as you said before. Right. When you last the lasting thing is what's going to stick the most. So let's start with the bad. Across Summer Game Fest, what would you say was the the low light or the worst moment to you? Was there any trailer or any announcements or how a certain certain thing was presented that you just was like, oh god, like this is not good? Uh, the Dwayne Johnson thing was kind of not only I don't know if I'd say it bad, but it was definitely random and kind of like I don't know what the purpose it was. Like they weren't even like saying like, hey, by the way. Black Adam's coming out in theaters. We have a game trailer that we're showing uh, for a Black Adam thing, a Black Adam game or another DC game. Like uh, they even uh, like they even had like a, a hero game involved, uh, Marvel Midnight Suns. I understand that's Marvel, not DC, but they could have like had him like, you know, like maybe not had Dwayne Johnson himself because it was a DC thing, but like guided that uh, scripted. So they were going from the black adam thing which also he's randomly promoting zoa energy i don't know if zoa was a sponsor that's of game i did Fest. not like that i was just like i don't understand what the point of that is uh like was that a, like but like you could have scripted it so like it goes from black adam all right we also got this other hero game marvel midnight uh heroes or whatever or midnight suns rather and then talk, uh, show that off and then it's like kind of like there's a little flow there instead we went to like outriders world slayer endgame and then we went to a switch update. We started that with a routine, which I, don't, I had written down here, and I didn't write any extra notes, so I'm kind of blanking on what that was. A um, routine was the was one that, with that the robot. subway and the robot, yeah. The Terminator, okay, yeah, yeah. The, ten, so like the one was, that was announced apparently 10 years ago and just now re-came up. Real quick before you go into further depth, this is the – I had made mention right before we started this stream. I was like, okay, I'm going to mention this later. Um, there's a, a – a user on Twitter. Of course, you can follow him on uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. But uh, cheap ass gamer is where mm-hmm. I get a lot of my gaming deals from. He tweeted out in the middle of the show on The Rock. He screenshotted it and he said, "Watching The Rock promote everything except video games is free." And I 
Love that tweet. Found it hilarious because it felt like that. Why was that even there? I get that The Rock is a pull. He, we know it as wrestling fans, and of course, people. But we didn't. That, they didn't promote he was going to be there, did they? They like, did. Uh, they did oh, okay. ahead they did of time. They. Okay. That's the well, thing. That was it's smart like, then. That was smart then. That was. Smart he then. is a pull, right? He people tune in. He's such a uh, charismatic person. He's a great mm-hmm. uh, icon. Those that love wrestling, of course, always are drawn towards him. He's great in movies. He's done a lot of good Fast movies. You know. Right. Yeah. But it just felt like so out of place because, yes, first there's him in the weight room with this shirt off. Like, I know we made the joke about the terms terms of of service, service, you know, aspects, but just still like it was just instantly when I saw that, I was like, okay, this feels weird. Right. And he like made this whole mention of like, oh, I'm in my my lovely domain, the nice, sweaty smelly domain and i'm like what is this and then like in the middle of him talking is like oh yeah and here's my energy drink the fastest growing energy drink there is i'm like what are we going with this this makes no sense and then as you said it ended with the the trailer for black adam which black adam looks really cool i'm not a huge movie person so i'll be honest i likely won't end up watching it but it looked cool but i agree with you why was there not like a tie with like at the very least, and this sounds really weird, but like, what? Why was there not a tie at the very least of like, oh yeah, and starting tomorrow, you can get the Black Adam skin in Fortnite or something, right? Like to tie it to why Anything. it should be there, um, except for it's I'm just going to promote the movie and my energy drink. I didn't, so, I didn't like that. So, uh, really quick before you continue on, um, this is something that is jarring specifically, especially to people that work in television. Especially you, Jeremy, because you worked in the news department and you had to script shows. Uh, people don't realize, might not realize this just looking, but there is a way to schedule things that give a show an ebb and flow. Yes. And even if you, like, you'll watch something and like, wow, this feels really out of place and feels really jarring. I don't understand why while you're watching it. When we do this kind of thing for a living, that's why it feels jarring because it's just randomly there and there's nothing tying it to the tying the room together and all we talked about how well they did a state of play was doing that last week uh there a lot about the this game this this week uh did not have was not tying the room together very well and a lot of that was a stop and go too so yeah um then uh was there anything else you wanted to say about the Dwayne Johnson oh no 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 not uh not about Dwayne Johnson uh, but the, uh, I just wanted to give a little tidbit, like why we were so focused on that. And part of the reason anyway, it's just like as TV people, like that's something you learn pretty quickly. Like, oh, there's a reason why things happen the way they are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, just um, to give extra context to that aspect, right? Like, you know, you get taught that, especially as a producer, someone who like puts shows together, how to make the show flow. And I was a reporter but i also did producing um and various things but you you yourself you were never a producer but you're a director which also does the same thing right you know and feel that flow and so yes when something is so jarring it is so obvious and it it feels like it 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 makes my skin crawl you know when i see it it's bad for you imagine somebody that knows how it's supposed to be and so it's multiplied by like 10 
Yes, it was so bad. And so then going off of it, my worst thing, and I made mention of it during our stream, was the Callisto Protocol trailer. Jeff did this last year, and I hoped that he would learn from this, and he hasn't. He continues to show trailers we've already seen and then slaps world premiere on it because it added 10 seconds, as you said. I hate that. Stop it. The I don't want to be mean. I really like Jeff. I really like what he does. I love the idea behind Summer Game Fest. But just, I don't like this. It feels like a bait and switch. It Personally, it feels so much like a bait and switch. And Jeff doesn't need to do that. And when he does it, it just drives me nuts. So don't do that. You could have easily cut off that pro- the Callisto Protocol trailer before the gameplay trailer. Because of the fact you had the gameplay trailer. Just say, make mention of it when you're going yeah. to the trailer. Hey, you got to see the trailer at State of Play, a Summer Game Fest event. If you haven't seen it already, go check that out. But here's an in-depth look of the gameplay. Boom, gameplay. You just saved yourself a bunch of time. Makes the 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 Summer Game Fest not feel so long. And you yeah. still get a good segue into the gameplay. I just yeah. I just don't get it. You know, we made we made mention of it last week. It's a similar gripe I have with PlayStation. Yeah, you show off Spider-Man remaster is coming to PC, but then you hold off until your blog that Miles Morales is also coming to there. Stop it. Yeah. Like that's just not it does not make sense. Stop doing it. Just make it flow, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was my biggest gripe. But what was your favorite thing? That you saw at Summer Game Fest. So I have a couple of them. I'll nail them down really quick. Uh, Guile is uh, was revealed to have been on the Street Fighter VI. Uh, that was really cool. That led off the event. I actually thought that was a decent way to lead off the event. Maybe not the best, but uh, it, w- it was really cool because it was like really quick. We saw some gameplay. Uh, he was part of the leak, as we mentioned earlier. So kind of almost uh, shadow confirming that that, my, that leak's probably pretty accurate. I don't know. I, I assume the design was really close, if not exactly like it was in the, the art that was revealed. I didn't actually compare it myself. So um, this is a personal thing. If you listen to our uh, top five underrated or top five uh, games with the least uh, fanfare episode, a, few, a, part, a two-parter a few weeks back, flashback coming in 2022. Really looking forward to that. Hope that's really cool. And then, uh, so we, I'm going to talk about this now, even though it's technically on our um uh, scheduled for later in the show under their upcoming releases teenage mutant ninja turtles uh shredder's revenge i was surprised when i was watching the preview because i'd not heard they were re- uh, remastering this game that you got to play april o'neill and as a uh, master splinter you also get to play as casey jones so you get to play with more than just the ninja turtles that's really dope i really hope that game's really cool the remaster looks sweet and i'm real i was a real big fan of that i, I was like uh I wasn't jumping out of my seat, but when I saw that, I was like, no, that's so dope. And then you mentioned that they're trying, they're doing the Pizza Hut uh, personal pan pizza, which I didn't even know they made pizza personal pan pizzas anymore. So those are kind of like the three things that I was just like, yeah, hell yeah. 
I will admit, I will agree with the the Casey Jones aspect as a as a kid who like I don't follow TM, TMNT uh, much now, but like as a kid who loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, seeing Casey Jones was awesome. And then yes, uh, because of that announcement recently that the physical versions will include a coupon for a personal pan pizza at Pizza Hut. Uh, I love the nostalgia factor that that has with it. So like yeah, I'm totally I'm totally on board with it. Um, for myself, uh, Witchfire, uh, that looked really cool. I know that our friend Ronnie put in chat that it was basically Medieval Destiny, uh, but Medieval hey, Destiny worked hey, for me. <laughs> if you're copying Destiny, that's probably a good thing to, to reinvent or recopy, to, to be fair. Yeah, uh, Medieval Destiny was uh, de- definitely works for me. Uh, and I also really enjoy the fact that... Um, we got to see a little bit more of Nightingale. I will say, because my next topic, I'm going to uh, add real to it. It's going to also be in my next topic. Uh, but I was glad to see some more things with Nightingale. And then, while we did not get, uh, I guess, like an extended look of it, I did actually like Routine. I thought Routine looked pretty cool when it comes to that, okay. that cinematic trailer. Um, so I'm interested in what that one goes. Hopefully it's not gonna disappear for 10 years again because apparently it was announced 10 years ago uh so hopefully we get a little bit more but i'm gonna keep my eye on it so my last topic i want to ask you before we move move on to reminiscing real quick about one more game uh what was the event or trailer or announcement that you just felt very mixed about that you maybe didn't love but you also didn't necessarily hate was there anything that kind of just stood out and you were just like eh, okay um you know we didn't talk about goat simulator 3 that was actually oh actually let me go back the thing i loved the most was goat simulator 3 goat simulator you know (laughs) kyle put it in chat his favorite thing was goat Goat simulator 3 i agree kyle using really good using dead island 2's trailer to end up promoting your own game was amazing. <laughs> I loved it. It was so, fantastic. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, so uh, the kind of the biggest one for me um, was uh, they Jeff Keeley even mentioned it uh, like three games after I mentioned it on our stream. There were a lot of like space centric games and a lot of like space horror centric games of being like locked into like a space station kind of thing. And by like the third or fourth one, I was kind of like, okay, this is starting to like, like kind of get boring because I feel like I'm seeing the same thing. Like there were twists on them. Like routine was different from Fort Solace, was different from the Callisto project. Like you know, but like after a while, it's like okay, these are all kind of like the same general idea. What are we like? Why are there so many of these specific games? I guess that was the one where it was kind of like, I know it's not a specific trailer, but I was kind of like, okay, we just saw like four of these. Why are we seeing a fifth one now? Um, Mm-hmm. It was it was definitely kind of weird to me. I think it's essentially what you're kind of saying too, right? Is to say it just felt so similar. It may have yes. been different, but there was so so similar that you're there were like, so many similarities that like the differences were less like like yeah. out there as opposed to the similarities. For me, it was Nightingale, and I hate saying that because I. Mm-hmm. I'm so looking forward to that game when it got announced at the Game Awards. Uh, it, it was my favorite announcement at the Game Awards. Um, I've been following it since. I signed up for the newsletter. And when I got the the uh, email from the newsletter earlier saying that there was going to be gameplay, there was going to be a new trailer at Summer Game Fest, I made a video on it and was like, dude, 
I want to make a video on it because I've been so excited for this. I've been wanting to cover it. I should get make a video on it. And I just feel so underwhelmed by that trailer that that's why I feel so mixed because I was like, cool, I got to see more gameplay. Like I got to see another look at it. But it wasn't much and especially and maybe it was just my higher hopes, but I was just hoping that I would see a a tease at least to like some sort of beta uh, or an alpha test that is coming up because again, it's going to launch in early access in Q3, uh, Q4, excuse me, 2022. But they said that there is going to be some alpha tests between now and then. And I haven't. I subscribed to the newsletter. I haven't seen anything, you know, announced. Mm, that's, that's so it's a like little scary. That's a little scary being halfway through the year. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I was really hoping for it. I was wanting some things, and so yeah, that was that was definitely the most mid thing. Uh, so final thoughts before we move on. Is there any parting things you want to say about Summer Game Fest? Um, I I, I just hope a lot of these games deliver on the promises that they are sending out. Um. A lot of the games look pretty sweet, even if they're not games I'm necessarily going to pick up or super interested in. Um, so, you know, like One Piece Odyssey, like I hope that game hits. I'm, I would love to try that one, but it's really hard to get some of those. It's really hard to get those anime games at a decent price. A lot of those are $60 and they don't move, man. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the some Samsung cloud streaming was actually kind of interesting. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, interesting in the sense of like, you know, a smart TV kind of like having access. So you don't necessarily need it didn't seem like you needed like a game system. You just have the TV itself and you could just like buy off the store and stuff. Um, like I said, we were talking we've talked a- down a lot about what was going on in this uh, on Summer Games Fest. And I think the takeaway is there were a lot of cool things here, but it was the stuff that we already kind of knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like even if you're tempering expectations, when you have a two hour program, the worst thing that it can, that you can do for a long program is have it feel longer than it does. And like you said, I understand we started the stream like 20 minutes early, but like you even mentioned it, like a hell, you said a half hour in, this feels like this has been going on a long time. And it was on for like another like hour and 15 minutes after that. Yeah. (laughs) And that was like 30 minutes in. Um, so the worst thing is like feeling like you're just waiting and, you know, uh, I hope they fix that issue. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, I assume they're going to try this again next year. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, you always hope every year you you build on something and you make it better. And I just want to end it basically with a final note from what Kyle wrote here in the chat. And I completely agree with it. And it's basically something that we said, too. When it comes to the Summer Game Fest and Jeff Keeley with this, he said, this that's where his issue is he wants to be the big show but also the kickoff you can't do both and i agree you can but they can't be the same show it's one or the other exactly exactly and that's the that's that's the big thing uh so with that being said Let's move to our final part of the show before we get to, of course, our upcoming (laughs) games releases. But it is the one-year anniversary of One More Game Podcast. The podcast launched exactly one year ago today. So, of course, as of recording, June 9th. Uh, And at that time, of course, it was me and my friend Isaac Campos doing the show. And then... As time went on, of course, he got very busy with work and had to step away. And then that's when my other really good friend, Pete, 
joined with us. So, Pete, I got to ask you, of course, you haven't been here for the whole year, but I do know that you've, of course, been listening to the podcast, uh, maybe not as often when you weren't a, a host, but you still were listening. And now, of course, yep. as a host, you are here every week. What what does making it to one year mean to you for the One More Game podcast and yourself? It means, uh, well, for, for the uh, podcast in general, it means, you know, a lot of hard work is paying off. Um, look, I'm not going to lie to you, you know, uh, like, you know, we're st- we're still working to try to fix out the kinks, even though we're a year in. You know, uh, I don't know how much success you were expecting a, po- a podcast like this to have, so I hope it's at least reaching that, if not exceeding it. Um, but you know, there's a lot more work to do. But, but, and this is a like, uh, not to be negative on it. Uh, one year is amazing. Most things don't last a year. That is like people have to really understand that. Um, one of the things like um the the it's kind of like um when people are surprised when you talk to them about how things actually last like the average NFL player's career lasts like less than 2 years you wouldn't think that because all the names you hear all the time they're always there Tom Brady's and still playing Aaron Rodgers has been there for like 15 years you know a lot of players but when you get down to the nitty gritty like the average player not ever most people aren't Aaron Rodgers they're not Tom Brady they're not um you know, John Elway and Dan Marino when they were playing, they're not Russell Wilson. They're like, you know, the average person that's like, you know, they barely make the roster spot. They're like the 45th player on the team. You know, they're on the practice squad. Sometimes they get called up. Their careers don't last long. Um, a successful manga goes a year. It has a year serialization. People don't realize because the ones you think of are like the One Pieces, the Bleaches, the Dragon Ball Z's, the, ga- the Dragon Balls, the series that have gone on for years and years. Getting a year is a huge milestone. It is a huge accomplishment because it means, if nothing else, you stuck to it. You kept going. Not every week was as easy as the, uh, some as other weeks. Some weeks were really tough. Maybe outside. Maybe not even because of the podcast, or maybe because of what you the work you were doing on the website. Maybe outside factors were struggling. You know that kind of thing. It was there's other, there's a bunch of different factors, but so reaching a year I think is a huge accomplishment, a huge goal. And you know what? We could be a we we could keep on we keep on pushing we keep on going. I think we could be very successful, and even as successful as some of the all time great sequels like Spider Man Two, and Empire Strikes Back. You know things like that. Those are the goal, those are the sequels we can look to be. And I'm really um, humbled that I was able to be a part of that. And uh, for me personally, I'm really humbled I was able to be a part of that. I'm really thankful that Isaac was. Uh, uh, helping you out as long as he did and reaching the goals. And I'm glad I was able to help you out and do at least a little bit in part to try to keep your podcast a success. So I really appreciate that. And yeah, the reaching this year, I mean, I tweeted out about it earlier, but in all honesty, um, I never really expected us to, to last a year um, as I love Putting this podcast together I, it's something that when I talk with my wife about you know maybe I'm stretching myself too thin maybe I'm doing uh, too much and I need to kind of really hone in on things the first thing that I always say right afterwards is I'm not giving up the podcast I love I love putting this together uh, it's been it's as you said 
it's not always a uh, a hit in the park. I mean, I will uh, you know of course pull back the curtain a little bit. About four months in, we hit we were at a an average listening of about twenty five listens at a time, and then we hit a three week stretch where we barely hit ten listens. And in that three week stretch, I was like, I should stop. No one's tuning in. We're not. We're not going anywhere, right? Um, but I just enjoy, I loved doing this podcast so much, so it really tore me up, and and it just got to the point where you know my wife said, you know, people may be busy, and just keep doing, and we'll see what happens. And sure enough, right after that happened, we had uh, an episode hit. I think it was like a hundred listens, and and those episodes that were at twelve listens before jumped up to about the average if not a little bit more and so it was one of those things where it was like yeah you know as always you you hit hard times and you want to give up because you're like you know it's not working but it just the the podcast has been such a enjoyment factor for me uh not only because i get to just talk about video games which is obviously what i absolutely love uh and and enjoy doing but i get to talk with my closest friends doing it obviously it was isaac for for a a long time yeah it was isaac for a long time and then now it's you right and one of my best friends we live together uh obviously you know we live in different states now but we've never lost touch we continue to reach out and if anything this episode or this show has brought us even closer because we get to talk every week now where it was before it was like we'd talk every maybe two weeks or three weeks or every month uh depending on how things were going so it's been such a blast uh doing this and i am so happy to hit one year obviously that's why i got for the again those in the video <laughs> views uh i got all the balloons and the the hat because i was just like you know what as you said not many things like this can last a year and we did it and that's that's now, the other one more game podcast that competes with us. I think they only lasted a few weeks so there you go Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so pete uh what if you do you have an episode or a topic or discussion that stands out to you uh that sticks out in your mind for one that uh, for the ones that we've done together uh i think the activision blizzard one was probably i know that was only like our second one i think that was one of my favorite ones because the first you do the first one and that was really cool but then the second one i was going okay i have an idea of uh how the first one went now i kind of want to make it better uh, what can I do to actually improve it? And uh, y'all know I ramble. I'm sorry. It'll happen. I've rained. I tried raining in a little bit. You know, sometimes it works. Sometimes it don't. But uh, I think like um, uh, that was like probably like one of the first ones is like, okay, even if you ramble, as long as we're having a good conversation, it's not as bad. It's not that big, uh, necessarily that big of a deal. The worst thing is rambling when you're trying to sound like you're talking for a thought. So that's the one thing I tried to like, especially like focus on. And I think that was the biggest one in terms of just favorite episodes in general. Uh, I, I love listening when you have other people on partially because I don't have to do the episode. So I get a week off. I mean, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in general, like I love hearing like Isaac talk. I love hearing uh, uh, shit. I can't remember. I can't remember some of the other Sharif. people. Now. I feel yeah. Sharif. Sharif is awesome. Isaac is awesome. I love hearing their comment because it gives me a viewpoint. One of the things I love about podcasts, uh, listening to other people talk, listening to 
you know, uh, show interviews. It's part of the reason why I like one of Bomani Jones, the right time. It's part of the reason why I love listening to his podcast. I walk away feeling like I've learned something. I walk away feeling like I'm smarter. I've, you know, I feel more intelligent. And so hearing other people's opinions, that's like, kind of like my favorite thing. And like, so when I hear your podcast and I hear Isaac and I hear Sharif and I hear, you know, other people talk to, uh, talk about stuff that maybe like, it'll give me a viewpoint that I didn't think of. I mean, we had chat today. Uh, we took some uh, points from not only from our Twitch stream, but also our YouTube chat, you know, uh, Kyle and Cal Wu and, uh, threw out some stuff that we, uh, talked about too. Just like, oh, that's a viewpoint I didn't consider. Cause you know, when you have more people, more voices, you know, you get to see things differently, especially from the standpoint of like people with experiences that I may not have for very, for a variety of reasons. And those are kind of like my favorite things. So like, yeah, I mean, like I get the week off, but I, more so I get to like, okay, let's sit back and listen to what Sharif says. Let's sit back and listen to what Jeremy says. Let's sit back and listen to what, cause like your interactions with you between you and me are different also from between you and Sharif and you and Isaac. So it's another uh, different angle. Like, okay, uh, what's uh, Jeremy's take, you know, when uh, he's got Isaac on there, not necessarily you'd have a different take, but maybe like a different thought comes to your mind when Mm -hmm. you're talking to somebody besides me. And -hmm. those things are kind of cool. And I really enjoy that part. Yeah. I, I, basically echo what you say um on that aspect obviously i don't get weeks off from the podcast so i always though go back and listen to every single podcast i i do it every friday uh listening to the podcast back not only to critique myself and see what i can improve upon but also do exactly what you said and sometimes in the middle midst of the discussion you think of certain things and then it you kind of move on from it or you get to say it. But then when you re-listen to it back, a different thought pops into your mind or a different avenue, a different aspect. And you're like, oh, or it's something that you just didn't actually hear during the conversation. You're like, wow, why didn't I think of that part? Or why didn't I expand on that part? Um, So when we were talking, uh, sorry to interject, uh, when we were talking a few, uh, about a month ago, when we were talking about uh, that, uh, that, that, uh, Star Wars Souls game and they were talking about how they couldn't uh, uh, we were talking about um, uh, the representation, representation thing and I can't uh, I we mentioned uh, we talked about it a few days later I was like one of the things I bummed out that we didn't mention is representation also normalizes the representation of people that may not meet you know people of other skin colors or other uh, different uh, genders and stuff like that and it normalizes that from that aspect too and we didn't even talk about that and that's another reason for like representation is important uh, but like, you know, we didn't just think about that in the moment. And then it came to me after the fact, you know, listening yeah. to the podcast again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and you know, it's obviously it's an easy choice, but I will say probably my favorite episodes are always the episodes that we do open discussions on a separate topic instead of doing just the news. So mm-hmm. I kind of have a contentious, uh, top spot for, of course, top five favorite games and top five underappreciated games, which you should go both check those out in our, uh, various podcast services. Of course, yeah, we don't yeah. have video versions of that, but you should go listen to those because yes, they're long. Uh, they're both like two part episodes because they're almost like two hours long but 
they are so good in the fact of learning a little bit of insights about various video games that really appeal to us as gamers and of course also just the the center of discussions around those again i made mention earlier about wanting to play resonance of fate a lot of that stemmed from just doing that podcast i did that podcast and ever since then i'm like man I really want to revisit this game. I really <laughs> want to go back and try it, you know, play it again and see yep. does that love still sit there. So, uh I that that's kind of my my favorite episodes from there, but mm-hmm. My last thing I just want to ask you before we kind of move on to the upcoming upcoming uh releases and of course close out the show is just to you Pete. Again, you've been a listener and now a co-host. What does one more game mean to you? We kind of already touched about it. That means uh, connecting with uh, one of my best friends and talking about him week to week, honestly. That's probably the biggest push uh, to keep uh, keep me coming back every week. If there wasn't one already, just trying to help you out. Just being able to talk to you uh, a lot. And, and I've interacted and met, uh, now that we got a Discord, shameless plug, uh, with, uh, uh, talked to some of the people in there now too and kind of gotten their takes on some various things from like video games to sports and stuff like that and that's all really cool also like i've talked about this before on the podcast i've got gotten i've kind of refound a love for gaming um i was i would say i was in a rut before i started the podcast i kind of like did the same things over and over again i've trapped some games like i don't really play card games anymore even though i love card games because i realized like that rut was just like not worth it after a while and it gave me more time to do some other stuff i'm kind of in a similar space about genshin impact uh, I haven't really played the new update yet. I think I'll go back to it at some point and actually play that update and start getting back into it, uh, into the swing of things. Because I actually really enjoy that story that they got that they've been telling. So, but uh, it's definitely reignited. Like I played a lot more different games this year than I have have in years, and I think uh, not just learning about the industry and stuff like that and uh, discussing that part as well, but like just like saying like, hey, you know what, video games are fucking fun. Yeah, you remember fun? Fun's cool, right? Fun's fun great. Fun is cool. Fun, fun is, cool. is cool. You heard it here first. Heck yeah. <laughs> it's, the, um, um, it's just like, but that kind of thing, like, especially after the pandemic years, man, even though I know we're still in it, but like 2020, man, I, I, you, you needed to pick me up. And I got to be honest, like being doing the podcast and like re, re, re-experiencing a love for video games was a really uh, uh I think under even I still underappreciate that aspect of it. I totally uh, echo that. I I love, uh, as I said, I love coming back to do the podcast every week because at the very least, even if no one listens, I still get to hang out and talk with my friend for a couple of hours every week just shooting shit about video games and what do we always do before the podcast we shoot shit for a little bit and then after the podcast we always end up shooting shit probably longer than we should because we're like we got other things we got to do but we're going to just continue talking and then we're like oh yeah we (laughs) actually we actually should go do go do those other things things. now we gotta Um, go we gotta go adult again so pete i have a little surprise for you oh do you i'm gonna kind of let you leave it up to your choice but you don't okay. know, of course, what these are. Do I you don't. want an RPG or do you want a roguelike game? I guess I'll go RPG. I RPG. Shouldn't. Well, man, again, as a thank you for all the work that you have done to help out with 
the podcast and just being here uh of course for being such a loyal friend um i am sending you a game for hold on i i can't type while i'm thinking so thank you for <laughs> typing is hard here with <laughs> I, I, me I, I, on I the podcast and as a friend uh, i hope really hope you like this game <laughs> let me just say it just let me just say it that way uh I, but you are getting a copy of no don't 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 use my don't use my my money use this money don't use my money well no i've tried it i have some extra funds yeah, yeah. and i'm like don't use my don't use my extra funds i just like no for I, sure I, <laughs> I just want you to use my credit card. Um, <laughs> Give me your credit card. I won't do see. nothing with it, I swear. Okay. Okay, apparently I put in the wrong number, so give me a second. Oh, that's what it is. I, almost, I was off by one. <laughs> this is live on stream. This is I live on stream. This is, this we is live. Out by not, we started out by me not being able to open a bottle, and by you not being able to put in your credit card or whatever. Well, it was the security code. I was off by one number. Okay, it's just a, a security code. Start off by me yeah. not opening a bottle, and you can't end Can with go? me not typing. Can it go? All right, oh, there shit. it goes. Hell yeah. Cool. I'll give you an update. So I'll you, you get, I'll play it and give you an update. We're going to put it out there. You get a copy of Resonance of Fate 4K HD version on Steam. You know, you were just talking about it. I was actually looking and seeing on Steam actually just a little bit ago. Literally yeah. like five, ten minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, fun. exactly. But again, that is a big thank you. Uh, so now I'm also envious of you because I didn't buy it for myself, uh, but I had already planned ahead of time that I was going to give you something, and I figured oh, uh, this was something from our discussion. Wait, did I on... just steal your game from you? I mean, I always feel bad. I always yeah, steal in your a game. sense, yeah, you did. You should feel bad, you jerk. Uh... Well, what the hell, man? <laughs> All right. Anyway, that is here live on the show, uh, and as Cobalt said, love that game. So there you go. So you already have two people commending you to go and play it. And now you own it. So you have no excuse. Yeah, I'll give you but, an update next week on what we uh, what we played. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, when will I own that game? Who knows? But what you will you be possibly <laughs> buying that game? There is upcoming games for you to spend your hard-earned cash on. And I'm going to tell you all about it today. And it starts with Friday, uh, June 10th. Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, The Hinokami Chronicles for Switch. Mario Strikers Battle League for Switch. The Quarry, PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Metal Max Xeno Reborn for PS4, Switch, and PC. Meteor world actor badge and dagger for pc saturday june 11th we have rumbleverse is actually going to have their cross-platform test on playstation xbox and pc go download it of course that is free to do tuesday june 14th we have hand of merlin for ps5 xbox series ps4 xbox one switch and pc wednesday june 15th we have nemesis distress for pc thursday june 16th you have red out 2 for ps5 xbox series ps4 xbox one and pc teenage mutant ninja turtles shredders revenge for ps5 xbox series ps4 xbox one switch 
Switch and PC, Starship Troopers for Ter- uh, Terran Command for PC, uh, Horigu and Friends for Switch, Cloud Gardens for Switch, Skeleton Crew for PC, Autonauts for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, Overlord Escape from Nazareth for Switch and PC, and on Friday, June 17th, you have Omari for PS4 and Switch, and Final Vendetta for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Pete, are any of these catching your eyes? There's actually uh, a lot of them this week where I was just like, oh, I'm actually interested, and not just interested, like, oh, but I'm not going to play it. Like, I actually would like to play a lot of these games. Um, we talked about uh, Shredder's Revenge, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles earlier. Skeleton Crew looked really dope. Red Out was kind of a cool thing. I don't know if I have an itch for a, that I need to scratch for, like, racing games, but that game looked kind of sweet. Mario Strikers Battle League. Um, I would love to pick that game up soon. It looks really fun, really fun to play with friends. And even some stuff like Starship Troopers, uh, Terran Command, and Final Vendetta also caught my eye. And even Overlord Escape from Nazareth was kind of random on there and interesting. So there's a lot here that I was just, like, actually kind of into. It's a good thing you don't have uh, access to your bank account or you'd be broke by all the games you listed off. (laughs) Yeah, I adult too much. I have to pay too many bills. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for me, it comes down to the quarry. Of course, I made mention of it last week. I actually canceled my pre-order because of just my backlog of games. Well, Metal Max Xeno Reborn. I'm still really interested in that. The Meteor World actor game. I didn't play that demo we downloaded, but I will check that one out. Uh, and then the last ones I will say is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as you did say. Um, Red Out 2, because I love that game. Uh, like, I shouldn't say that game but like the what's the 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 other game that's very similar to what's up oh i don't know i don't know i thought it's very similar to it It it's a nintendo game uh captain falcon is from it oh god no i'm blanking captain falcon where are you in yeah while you look it up falcon game uh f-zero F-Zero, yes. That's what Red Out reminded me of, and I loved F-Zero. So, like... Captain Falcon, what are you in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the last one is Amori, um, because that's supposed to be really phenomenal. Yeah, so. even that one looked really dope, and I didn't even mention it. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that is all that we have for this episode. So, I hope that everyone in chat enjoyed the fact that we have, of course done this live this is going to be something we are going to be uh trying to consider doing uh going forward and cobalt comes in the clutch as well yes he did say f-zero as well uh but pete before we head off into the weekend is there anything you want to leave our listeners with uh have a good week have a good weekend i have the next three days off and you know what jeremy see you back here in a year wow there's only going to be one year you're gonna you're gonna take a whole break for a year (laughs) (laughs) i didn't mean it that way but yeah i guess you could interpret it that way (laughs) i knew what you meant but i was just like wow all right he's like i made it one year i realized after you pointed out like "Hmm, yeah deuces hope you have a new (laughs) co-host all right well i'm putting in my i'm putting in my reservation on stream right now well yes b i will see you back Next week and in a year. <laughs> and in a year. Let's do another year. Yeah. But every, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in here to the One More Game Podcast. I've been one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darcy. This has been the California Thirst Quencher of Pete Legia, and we really enjoy bringing this to you. For those that are here on YouTube, stick around because we do have a PSWF episode, Aaron, right as we're talking right now. But as always, everyone else, stay hydrated, stay healthy, stay uh, safe. Game, all right. Keep on gaming. We'll see you guys on the next episode. God damn it.